Welcome to the How Do You View You podcast with your host, Griffin Stein. Today, our guest is Kioka Collins, motivator, bus driver, shoulder to lean on, motivator. Man, enjoy the episode. Welcome to the How Do You View You podcast with our special guest, Kioka. How you feeling today? I'm good. I'm good. So uh, the reason I went, I reached out was because I saw that you did that, um, the thing at the Veterans Hall. Can oh. you explain that to the to the people? With a true introduction, introduce hey. yourself so they know. All right. Hey, everybody. I'm Kioka. I'm a native of Dallas, Texas, but as everybody know, I grew up here in Richmond, been here since 89, the city of pride and purpose. And um Poor La Junior High, Kennedy, a little bit of Deanza, CCC graduate, and um, Southside, North Richmond, been in Pano, lived in San Pablo. So I'm all around Richmond person. This is home in a sense. And um, as far as the segment with me and my two collaboratives, Cash the Motivator and the boy Pooh, we got together and we started to feel like that Richmond had a high rate of depression and anxiety. So we needed to tap into some souls, try to reach out and touch a few people. Um, I started just getting on Instagram and using IGTV and Facebook as an outlet to get some of my frustrations or my emotions out. And it turned out that other people needed to hear it. Felt the same way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I started getting inboxes and DMs about suicide thoughts and mm. my um, post for the day would make their day or have them put the bottle down. And I said, oh, hold on. <laughs> you know, when I was younger, they used to say, I talk too much. I say, wait a minute. I might be talking this much for something. So we started to get together and put some stuff together. And so we are called Three Hard Troops. Three Hard Troops. And we are going to be an ongoing um, ongoing group. And there will be many sessions. Um, and really excited about this podcast thing because I'm trying to tap into that too. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so we're here to help and promote um, love, black love, white love, Peruvian love. I'm all about love. It don't love, matter what yeah. it is because love, it, it conquers all. And um, that's just pretty much what that is. I'm here to be a voice for those that don't have one. How did you three hook up? Um, the boy pool, his name is Michael Fulmore. He's a native of Richmond as well. We grew up in the same neighborhood mm. around the south side of Richmond. I was friends with his older brothers. And um, I watched him grow from a boy to a man, and we were sitting. I asked him, could we have a talk one day? I had an idea, and he was—he just had that um, aura about him. And I asked him a few questions. We were talking, and the conversation got real in-depth. We, we were having an in-depth conversation. And I've, I'm one of the women that feel like I shouldn't have to train a man how to love me. Yeah. You know, at a certain age, you feel like you should be a man. You should know something. Right. Yeah. And so he made a valid point where... Some men haven't been taught how to love a woman. And it made a little sense. And then he went a little further. He said, if you don't teach me, how will I learn? Because everybody's different. And so I started thinking, teach you? That means I got to sit down and write stuff. And you need to study it. And But we have to study our mates, right? You should. So he made a valid point with that. And it, it drew my attention even more. So now I'm looking. I'm like, two men and, uh, two women and one man. We can put some stuff together. Yeah. And he's been through some stuff. Mm. You feel me? I've been through some stuff. And he going to give me his male perspective. I'm going to get a female perspective. Oh, I made a hit. That's what it was. Um, Kashinda, Miss Caster Motivator, her name is Kashinda Wilson. She's on 
all the social media. She does podcasting as well. Mm. And she is just someone I ran into in the neighborhood that was doing good things for people. People would be having funerals. She would be helping with the repasses. And one day we ran into each other and trying to help a family. Wow. And we just hit it from there because she has this really great spirit about her. And we hit it off. And when I came to her with it, she said, I've been waiting for you to say it. Wow. It was like a confirmation for me. Yeah, yeah, You feel yeah. me? So here we are in 2020. And I've been having this vision for a while. But everybody used to say, girl, you talk too much. And I do sometimes. Yeah, but, you know, I, I do they listen? So that's what I'm, I, the, the, the thing is, is, some people, you know when you, you got a, a little loquacious kid who just. Exactly. <laughs> so as a, as a but like you were saying, the, the, the how he said you have to teach people, you can teach kids when to talk and when not to talk and how exactly. to talk and when to talk. And you can, you want to talk? Let me, sh- let me show you something to talk about that, you know, that you can. Right. Let, me, let me show you. Let me learn. You, you can learn this. How do you feel you connect? With people because you said they they hit you though now yeah that's the that's the crazy part so what I never wanted to put a person on blast so if somebody came to me I would never say anything and then I would go to one of my friends and be like hey I had a person from like 15 years ago hit me and ask me could we talk and it was deep Mm. right so in the process of doing this and then I'm learning that I'm really helping people I say I need to Bring it out a little bit more. Put a little bit of proof out there so people can believe. Because a lot of people talk, but they're not walking that talk. So what I would do is I start to screenshot some stuff, you know, black out some stuff, names and stuff, but let you see the message or the correspondence between me and the other person. To show that it's helping. And to show that it's helping and to know that me, little old me, you know, I'm the average person. I'm not no, ain't no big eyes and little yous with me. We all one. We were all created in God's creation. And I'm loving people unconditionally. And so I said, let me put it out there. And as I put things out there, other people would hit my line. And it was, I'm glad you said that today because I wasn't feeling it. Mm. I'm about to give up. No, we're not giving up and we're not giving in. Because it can always be worse, right? So from there, it went to other people saying, can you come in and talk to my students? I said, hold on now. Wait a minute. Where I'm going with this? Mm. But let me tell you what did it. I'm in church one Sunday. I believe we're going to church, giving God some time, mm. right? Not there all the time. I'm not the holier than thou people. I'll let them lay hands on me and I'm jumping in. I don't do all that. Yeah, okay, let me just get my spirit the way we get it. So I'm at church and my pastor, really great pastor. He's not just my pastor, but he's a friend. Mm. And I hadn't even talked about my vision to him, but his dad used to always say it. He used to always say, you need to come out that corner. You can't hide. Bring it on out. You got to give. So I'm like, huh, I go to church. I'm sitting back in the back row. They didn't have prayer line. Like, I don't want to go for prayer because I always cry during prayer. You know, it's just like they talking to you. So I'm like, I ain't going for prayer. I'm sitting back there, you know, shaking my leg, looking around. (laughs) Pastor get done. He go to the pulpit. He looked back there. He said, call me Sister Kiki. Come up here. I said, huh? (laughs) Looking like, who? Not today. Get me up there. He speak my life. Not where the church can hear him. He just, he looked at me before he, you know, put his hand on my head to pray for me. He spoke my life. He spoke the confirmation of, you have to keep doing what you're doing. You're a big influence in your community. You're a big influence on the social media. You don't know how many lives you can impact and change. And so here I am. Wow. I'm here to give it all. What, what was that vision be in like 10 years with you three? Or even if it's just you, what, what would that be? Would that be a mega church? Would that be oh. a... 
I mean, a mega church with you with the head. I'm saying. I'm saying that's what I'm like. Oh, oh, huh? oh! You know they have them in there. Dallas. <laughs> I'm scared, right? I'm about to, you know, relocate for a little while, move over a little bit, just to try something different, and I might not come back with the cost of living in the Bay Area. Stop playing. Why would you? I can't afford. I, so, even if with the mega church, I don't think I can afford the, the mortgage payments here. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's, that's ridiculous. But what would it would it be a a counseling office that you would like, or would it be a, like I said, a church? Would it be a what? What do you see manifesting? Are you just just doing as you do with it? At first, I was just doing um, what I was doing in the moment. Yeah. It was like let me just take it month to month to see where I can go. But a ten year vision, owning my own center, the doors are open for everybody, even the kids. I want a kid center where. When mom and dad are coming in and they need to be in a session, because I don't want to be closed in the office. Yeah, One no. of the reasons I left the healthcare field from doing billing and coding and medical reception work is that I didn't like the closure of the office. I'm a bus driver now. Yeah. Proud to say that. Because back in the day, we used to have to ride the back of the bus. Now I'm driving it, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm a bus driver because I got that freedom and that peace of being outside. So I don't want to be closed in. I want a center, though. But I want to branch out. Where we in the parks? Yeah, you know, yeah, we got yeah. a, we got a platform and we up there in open forum and you don't have to feel intimidated. I want it to be comfortable. But there is a center for everything because I have a daughter who's disabled Yeah, with the, the rare eye disease keratoconus. She's 18. So while other people's children are getting college acceptance letters, my daughter had to struggle to just pass the classes. Wow. Right. And it's a struggle because I've been having to pay out of my pocket. A lot of insurances didn't help with that because they didn't cover it with UC Berkeley. So I'm struggling with a lot of things. So I want that center to include living with disabilities too. Because sure do. my whole foundation is dealing with anxiety and depression. Because in all the aspects of our life, whether you're bound with a disease, diabetes, the character cone is... Um, cancer, every disease brings about some type of depression and anxiety because you get anxious about the medicine. Oh, I got to take chemo. So then you start to be depressed because your life is not your life anymore. You're surrounded by doctors and needles and people tell telling you, you what you, you can and cannot do. Yeah. Who wants to live that life? Yeah. If you're married, you're dealing with depression when it comes to, oh, we're not getting along, but we've been married 25 years. We don't want to say our marriage failed, so I'm going to stay in this marriage. And just deal with it so I don't say it didn't work. And shorten my life. And yeah. shorten my lifespan because I got high blood pressure because I don't like you and you don't like me. <laughs> it's not no type of um, sexual relations going on more because it's just gone. You feel me? You don't even like or we stand together for the kids. And depression is, hello, because kids see what we don't see. Yeah. And depression and anxiety comes from that. Or the parent and child relationship. My child just don't listen. I know I raised them, right? And that's me. I got a 22-year-old. Same exact zodiac sign. Mm. So we Virgos together, right? We pull at each other here. I want to choke her. She want to choke me. We just don't get along. <laughs> just don't, though. But the love is never ending. But I, I get anxiety when I think about her not being at home with me anymore. Mm. She's on her own. I'm like, oh, I hope she's driving safely. You know, and then when she don't answer her phone, now I'm anxious. Yeah. Now I'm twiddling my thumb. I'm calling here. Everything what? comes with an anxiety and depression. Why is it so prevalent now, though? I don't remember, like, anxiety. I don't remember that as a kid. Man. Like, For one, I think it's the milk that no. we're drinking. It's something in this water. But on a serious note, I do not know. 
But when you read the quarterly reports, it's more anxiety medication being ingested than I've ever understood. Yeah, I know. That's, that's what I mean. I, actually, that's what I mean. They, they, they're prescribing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they prescribe it. And, and we are not self-advocates. I tell people all the time, self-advocacy. Learn it. Understand it. Own that thing yeah. and then become an expert at it. You know why? Because if you just believe in my mistake, again, I'll go back to me and I, I say me and I say we because I've been that person that didn't advocate for myself. And when they told me I had diabetes, I knew nothing about the thing called A1C, which is the blood number level number that tells you where your insulin mm-hmm. and stuff production lies, right? So I instantly started taking this medic- medicine called metformin because it makes you lose weight and they always base everything on your weight. It makes you instantly lose weight because you can't eat or drink because you're constantly running to the bathroom, yeah. right? And if you don't go right then, you're all in trouble because now you're embarrassed because you're all over yourself, yeah, right? Yeah, so I started taking this medicine. Now I'm on the medicine. I just can't quit. Now I got to get another medicine because the metformin starts to mess with your kidneys, and you need a blood pressure pill to help protect the kidneys. So now I'm on three medications. I said, in the name of Jesus, somebody lie. Somebody and it's because all this about, is not uh, the first time I heard that. No. It's it's a money thing. So the doctors are in on it. Now, you got some real good doctors that care about you and will try to get you off of it all. Huh. But we don't know that the more med- medicine they put you on, the more the pharmaceutical companies make. And yeah. now you're on this medication you can't even wean yourself off of because when you start weaning yourself off of it, you start having other health problems. That. Probably that gave you enough. And gave you enough dis- depression and anxiety. Because when I tell you I was stressed out, I'm at work. I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to go to the bathroom. My supervisor's like, hold on, I'm about to write you up. I'm like, I got to get a note from the doctor so I can tell y'all that what I'm it doing, is. Yeah. It, it causes that because who wants to be in trouble at work? No. So, again, I'm anxious. I, and I'm like, who if I lose my job? Because I tell everybody I'm a little different because I'm a motherless and fatherless child. If I fall off my game, where's the? I become homeless. Where is the? If you fall off yours, you got mama or daddy. So we different. It's a different outlook. It's a whole different outlook, baby. Because when my mama and them was paying rent in Richmond, they was getting houses, three and four bedrooms, seven, eight hundred. It was different. Yeah, it was different. I'm stressed out right now trying to figure out how I'm going to pay a $2,000 rent payment on top of water, gas, you know. <laughs> I can't get no cable because I can't afford Xfinity. So I'm working all these hours. The pay is good. But by the time I get my check, it's all gone. It's gone. You need a good running car so you can get to work, right? Transportation, public transportation will drive you crazy. That's so I'm going to need me a car with a warranty on it. So I'm going to pay that money. Got to. Now. That's a tragic-ass circle right Hello. Now. And in that whole circle, right, at the base of it, forget what you see on the surface, we got depression and anxiety laying there again. Make you think about it, huh? Yeah, it's weak. <laughs> really is what it is. It's like yeah. how you get, you, you switch one slavery for another one. One for another. And us as a people, and I'm going to just call us out, black people, we wonder why when we look at white families that they aren't having babies at 18 and 19. Hmm. They're going to the four-year universities, even doing 10 years to get that doctrine. And then when they saved 150000 because they didn't did all the math on diapers and shoes and, you know. So they wait till they 30, 40, start having kids. So they financially secure. But some of that works against them because... 
the discipline area. You yeah, feel what you I'm saying? Can't, yeah, what you gonna do at 55 with an 18 year old? And then to... and then we wonder why so many mass family murders happen. Because they're younger. They're going there like, you can't even run, you old. Right. <laughs> and you know, us as, you know, in our generation, we had, especially in the South, they made you go outside and pick your switches. You had to get three. I remember. And they used to bring them together and they wet them. And you watching them. So another anxiety and depression. I was <laughs> they, say, nigga, that's uh, <laughs> torture. Wait, no, they did it. Because when I was in elementary school, they had the fiberglass paddle at the principal's office. Oops. So if you knew you were going, you knew you were in trouble. So you see how much this anxiety and depression we build up in life. Yeah. And if you didn't have one of them childhoods where your mom and them was giving you the golden spoon, so you had to be ashamed to go to school or go to the parties because you couldn't dress like your friend. Because mm. I had the type of parents where my mom was a stay-at-home mom. My dad worked two jobs. We had everything we needed. And I was cool with my Marvis Little Express, you know, match my T-shirt mm. and my cute little jeans and then fold them over at the bottom and cuff them up. You know, yeah. I was cool like that. But I had friends that was rocking K-Swiss, different K-Swiss every week, and everybody still buying George. I didn't get that, right? Guest jeans. Oh, guess. hello, guest jeans. I could never fit them anyway, so I yeah, just left I, it alone. I, I thought it was for girls, but personally, <laughs> until I saw a dude wearing it. I was like, I didn't know they made this for dudes. With a matching jacket. With a like, matching jacket. Oh, oh, you forgot they had the belts, too. You know how Gucci doing it, right? Everybody with the Gucci belts. Oh, they had them guest belts. For you. I don't remember that. Because, uh-huh, you know, all you got to do is tuck your T-shirt in the front. You know how the thugs doing it today. So they can show us. Show the belt. So I've never been a name brand person. I like quality stuff. But it's just not have to be name brand. Yeah, okay. I used to go in Kmart and get some quality stuff about that thing. I miss them people. Bring us on back. Toys R Us. Can y'all come back to the hood? They say Toys R Us is back. It's just they doing like a real small shop in, in New York only. Oh, okay. So, I so think we got to travel. I ain't going to. I'm not going. I don't have no kids to buy nothing for. Oh. You want a goddaughter? Because I need a goddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> I need somebody like, you okay today? You sure, baby? <laughs> oh, I can do that without buying stuff. <laughs> because it's crazy because one of the biggest lies I've told myself, and there's a meme that says it too, the biggest lie I've ever told myself is I'm okay. Mm. People are actually, you okay? You need, you need anything? You know, your pride had you saying, no, I'm good, I'm good. In the house, starving to death. Don't yeah. want nobody to know I've you're struggling. Done I've done it. Don't want nobody to know you're struggling, but you know what I learned a long time ago in the church? Don't block my blessing, not accepting this blessing I'm giving to you. I was told that a long time ago. So what does that, that mean when somebody asks you? When somebody offers you something, if they ask you what you need, you don't have to tell them. But when somebody walks up to you and say they hand you this card, and you're like, oh, no, 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 I don't want it. Accept the card. Say thank you. Mm. Take it on with you. If you don't like what's in it, when you get home, discard it. Don't block their blessing because if it's been put on a heart to bless you and you don't take it, you're blocking it. I have a problem with acceptance. Oh, I do too. <clears throat> but what is what is that? Like in your opinion, what what, what do you... I've been battling with that because I'm one of the people you'll say, what you doing for your birthday, right? I'm like, I don't know. Probably just going to go, you know, dinner or something. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm simple. Yeah. But when your birthday coming... I just started playing three months in the head. Baby, yeah. I'm about to surprise you with these balloons. You about to get this cake, this specially made cake. I'm going to go ahead and spend a little money on your cake because I know you like it. You know, stuff like that. But I don't like to take from people. I've always felt like being a giver was better. And I don't give for recognition. No. Because no. it's been times when I really didn't have it. I remember a time I needed to pay my PG&E bill. But I heard the woman talking at work. 
Now, mind you, I'm in the four-bedroom house at the time. PG&E running 250 a month. Now, by myself, right, at this point, I'm hearing her talk about not having gas to get back and forth to work. And we already know how that works. Mm. They the job don't care if you got gas money. You better do it. So I took it upon myself to get this woman because I do the calculation. She need like 156 for the next two weeks. I went ahead and robbed Peter and paid Paul, in a sense, to, to make sure she came to work. Wow. And she didn't even know I did it because you can do stuff anonymously. How? So she just slide it in the envelope. Don't oh, use my oh, handwriting. Oh, oh, oh. Get a little sticker you. or something. You, you can't even you can't even trace me by my handwriting. Huh. But there's been times where I didn't have it to give, but it was on my heart. Yeah. And I was always told that first mind, you go ahead and follow that. My blessing came later on. When I tell you, it came like a whole year or so later on. Because 2018, 2019 was horrible for me. But mm. this 2020 looking real good. And I'm not even talking about financially because, sure, I'm a little hungry right now. I was going to ask you where you going to buy me lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can go next door to the black home thing and see what they got. Oh, no, she over there. But they like a having a job, job fair. fair. And you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because we are here in the city of Richmond, right? McDonald Avenue is the avenue to so many places, so many of our little outskirts neighborhoods. We don't even know that there is a black-owned deli, and we running over the subway. We don't know that there's a black owned coffee shop and I'm over there giving what me and you said nine dollars and seven cents. I think it's like nine oh seven at Starbucks. And there's a black owned coffee shop right here on McDonald Avenue, you guys. With African beans. With African beans. It might be better than them coffee beans strawberry Starbucks is giving me, huh? Homogenizing, yeah. We don't even know about our own city. I try to tell people, because I don't know. I don't I I haven't walked down McDonald's in so long. But, you know, you, you you try to do, like you said, what's on your heart to do. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you sit in front of the TV. You, you, go, you go home and you're like, I'm tired. My you get comfortable because you didn't work. I got to cook this. So then you don't get up and you don't do, you don't fellowship with people like with you should. People. And that's, that, that's another reason why I'm doing mm-hmm. this podcast is because I have plans and I don't talk to people well. Okay. I feel like I don't. I feel like it's always something missing. It's always, I told my, told my auntie, I was like, yeah, I don't really look in people's eyes because I think I can <laughs> see how they feel about me, and I don't like that. Because some people, you can, I can tell when people are. I know when you stare me down or trying yeah. to look through me. Yeah, yeah and, some and, stuff and you can see. so I don't, that's why sometimes I don't look in certain people's eyes because right. it's like, because think you lying to me and if i look at you and <laughs> i get confirmation i'm, I'm gonna walk away from you right, it's gonna be a problem it's gonna be a problem yeah. so yeah it's it's stuff all around here and it's it's, it's it's kids that needs help uh it's just not it's not just a uh it's not money all the time it's right sometimes it's just time right so that's why when when i because like i said i didn't get a chance to go to y'all's the the, the thing the, the depression the <laughs> holiday, dep- holiday depression. We're gonna keep this together. Holiday, holiday depression. Holiday depression. Okay. Yes. I didn't get a chance to go, but I wanted to go because it was like this is something that you know I don't have to be depressed to go. No, because there's other people that need. Help. You never know. Y'all three would have been there, but then I could have came over and said this mm-hmm. and that, or I could have found a problem that I didn't know I had. Exactly. With, with other people and then the camaraderie and then just build a family. Because they used to tell me all the time. Like I'm, I'm big on the, the the 
church arena because I grew mm. up in the church. And a lot of things I was taught as a kid are sticking with me right now. And then they, they jumping out right now because we were always told that you're overcome by the words of the testimony. So they offer testimony service. And recently, I'm in church. And as everybody knows, because everybody knows me, I'm, I'm an open book in a sense. I don't give you the total depths of my struggles or the total depth of my happiness. But I don't hide my tears because I feel like if I can get on social media and be like, oh, I just finished and got my bachelor's. Oh, I just graduated with this certification. I can also come to you and tell you when my child ain't acting right and she is giving me hell. Because I might need a village to help me, right? You should be. So I'm in church and... I gave my testimony, hadn't did it in months, and I spoke on my divorce a little bit, and which I recently went through, which put me in a really bad spot for a while, right? Mm. But I'm, I'm in a better place now. I'm a new me, and things are working. And so through my testimony, a woman that I don't even speak to every Sunday, she's crying. I don't know why. I just started asking God to help her, Right. Baby, when I tell you, she stood up and she pointed at me. She said, you just spoke my life. Jesus. What you just went through, I'm going through right now. But you are confirmation that God going to see me through it. And no matter what, if he brought me to it, he going to bring me through it. That I'm not stuck. I'm not bound yeah. right here. And that, that, that right, just the fact that you're not stuck. you like, if, man, if I could just make it through. Like, you are going to make it through. Can I so, see a little bit of sunlight coming that's, out? That, yeah, that's all some people need. That's all I would need. I just need, hey, let me know I'm going in the right direction. And Please. everything we watch on social media, that's just like we watching Love and Hip Hop, right? These are everyday people. Now, I think they fight a little bit too much for me. I ain't got time for all that yeah. money I got. I would be doing a whole lot of other stuff with it, right? But everyday people dealing with struggles we dealing with. Because I can always say Richmond needs its own reality show. I believe that. Hello? We got enough people around here doing the same thing them people doing. For us to make it big. I tell everybody it's enough hustle out here for everybody. We can all win. But I wanted to ask you this. Outside of just going home and sitting down and get comfortable, what else keeps you from walking up and down McDonald Avenue? Things we used to do. Walking to Nicholas Park and stuff like that. It's time. Cause I'm I'm definitely not scared. Okay. Because because actually I did I walked down there I did a podcast maybe a two maybe a month ago mm-hmm. and then I, me and Rave walked down there and I just took pictures. Oh. Okay. I actually took pictures of a homeless lady and and I put it on Instagram and I just took pictures of Richmond. I took a picture of the barbershop across the street, but I, I really think it's time. And, and, and I don't know, like why am I not? But I do now. I do now. But right. what kept me before was. It was just I didn't I just didn't have the time. I didn't feel like it. Yeah, I just didn't like feel it. like it. Yeah. It's like, what does this place have to offer me? What what am I gonna gain from walking from here to here? I right. see now that because I did it that day. I did it. We we walked from here all the way down to what is that Marina Bay Harbor Way? Probably Harbor Way. We saw about five and six people. He knew three. I knew mm-hmm. two. It's just people <laughs> that you don't see, and you just need. You just need to walk the city. I mean, just, yeah. Come outside. Come outside. And it's crazy because it's our city. So I hear people all the time. So like right now with me, like I told you, I'm I'm getting ready to make a move and I'm stepping out on a whole lot of faith, right? I got a whole family there and I have another option, but I'm stepping out on faith and I hear people saying, there's nothing in Richmond left. I keep hearing it, right? There's a lot in Richmond. People do not even know about all the grants they give for black women who open their own businesses. Yeah. All this money 
to invest in us. But because we don't feel like it and we then got slumped in our comfort zones and we stuck with these jobs that's paying us enough to pay the bills, but not paying us enough to set some foundation for our kids nope. when we leave here because we all going to go, right? Yep. And you, you don't want your kids to be dependent on folks. And so we don't come outside or when we do come outside, we get in our cars and hit the highway and we go, because I'm going to be honest with you, I was going to leave here. I said, I'm going to go on over here to the Taqueria, right? Mm. Up 23rd. Right, so I'm gonna go over there because I like their food. Yeah. But now I'm sitting here and I got a black business owner right here. Yeah. Let me go test out this sandwich or what else they may have. So I'm gonna spend my money today in my neighborhood. But we gotta come outside. There's a lot left in Richmond. It is. But a lot. we are allowing people to take it from us. And that's how I think of it now. I didn't before because mm-hmm. I would say people people have this. Uh, not all our people, but just people in general, they have a thing of like, uh, they're taking this from us. They're taking this from us. We're right. victims. We the victims. Right. So I, I'm trying not to say, you know, people moving in and taking what's ours. What I'm saying is I left right, because I didn't want to live in North. Exactly. I did. It's just some places I'm not going to I'm tired of being shot at. I'm tired of bullet holes. I'm tired of it. So I left. So it's not gentrification when you give it up. It's like, you remember the kids that used to leave stuff on the... you like, you took my block. You You left left it. it. (laughs) You left it. Oh, my God. And we were just... And it's crazy because we were just in our little session, our little group yesterday, and we were talking about making excuses. Mm. And, and I say, and I tell people all the time, if you knew me last month, six months ago, I tell myself, I die every day. Mm-hmm. The old Kiyoka, parts of that die every day. I had this thing where I thought people were always picking at me, and I could be right. Yeah. I, I could be right. You were picking. I feel like, yeah, you were. But I had to stop playing victim because all they did is all my feelings is hurt. I think it's Taraji P. Henson that has a meme. Her face is on there. It says, you have five minutes in the day to be gangster. After that, it's all gone. Mm-hmm. Put it wow. back together, girl. I, I say, if it's not going to matter in five years what they do or say. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. I don't even care no more. Like, before I came here, like this morning, I'm like, oh, because I'm, I'm battling. I'm dealing with this anxiety. And that's mm-hmm. why I tell everybody I'm human. I'm not superwoman. And when I'm talking to you, I'm talking to me first. So I'm having this anxiety about this move because I'm I just been here so long. And actually, in my move, my 18-year-old daughter is going to stay because she graduates this year. But I need to do some stuff right now mm-hmm. in the next three months. She's good. It's a dad. You know, it's her family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have an anxiety because I've never had that separation. Forget yeah. the two-week vacation they go in, in the summertime. But to not live Together. with you. See her every day. And I see you every day. Yeah. So I'm, I'm fearful, right? And I'm dealing with that anxiety. But I'm breaking myself out of that because at the end of the day, I have to... I got to step out there. And if I don't make things happen right now, it's not going to happen later. So I'm working for my greater later. In a sense, if you can make that make sense. And you have to. That's how you that's that's how you accumulate wealth, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, bravery, courage. Oh, yeah. That's how you faith. That's how you accumulate all of that by by thinking. That's what they say. Put plant the seed. Let's see. And it'll harvest. Where the water is gonna harvest. Yeah, you reap what you sow. That's the, yeah. So I, I, the victim thing. I just, I just hate to hear people say, "Well, I can't do that." Like you can't do that. We're gonna leave that out the vocabulary. Or they'll tell me why there's no money. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to buy Uh real estate 
in another state, Detroit, Michigan. Right. If people tell me ain't no money out there. Right. I said, there's people out there. There's got to be money out there's there. There's some money there. They're <laughs> renting out there. There's money out there. Nah, but it's low money. So rent is like $600. But if I get 20 units, mm-hmm. that's not $600 anymore. Nobody so, sees that. And I can't worry about that. I just have to and do And you got to stop telling people your plans. Yeah, but I, the only reason, I, that, and that's what people keep saying, and, and I, I understand that, but I can't, that negativity doesn't, it doesn't really, it doesn't down me. Certain people mm-hmm. can do mm-hmm. it because I respect what they say, but just somebody that never left the state telling mm-hmm. me was What's available not? in the state. Yeah. Oh, man. So what I was trying to tell people, my plans is, so they can be part of them. So that right. they can say, oh, yeah, that is possible. Like, I didn't know you. I, so Africa watch this. Is here. Watch this. Everybody can't go where you're going. No, they can't. And I said that in one of my videos, right? Everybody can't go where you're going. And what one of my good friends told me was, don't even try to take them. Yeah. Because some people are just who they are. And although I tried to take the, the circle with me. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to branch out and do you for a second. And when you got it all together, because people not going to believe it till they see it. They you, I can tell the people a million times, like I told you, I had to start screenshots and stuff so people yeah. can see it. I can tell you people a million times, this girl just told me I saved her life. I don't believe. I'm like, girl, you just, shut up. You just talking. I'm taking it, you just, taking it the wrong you're way. You're taking it the yeah. wrong way. But if I put it out there for you to see, I make a believer of you. Now, I may be able to bring you on to the money train. Because we all trying to make some money. That's all. You, and pass it down. And pass show. it down. Because I yeah. can't take you. never what they used to say. you never seen the uh, U-Haul full of money dragon. Well, U-Haul, period. Following the hurts. Nope. You can't take it with you. I can't take it with what you. What we going to do with it? So you might as well make it and share it and then find other ways you can invest it so it can. You want to leave something behind. So what about the people that you love that no matter what you say. Their head is not fitting through this door because they're not mm, listening. That me and my sister, like my biological sister last night. And it's funny because we were talking about simple stuff. She never listens. You got to tell her like three times. So I'm steady telling her my plan because by her being my sister, she needs to know where I'm going and yeah. what I'm going to do, right? She ain't listening to me. My niece like, Mama, she's talking to you, but she really not listening to me. It's kind of like, mm-mm, she ain't going to believe me till she see me. Then she going to miss me because I'm gone. But I told you. But I told you I'm going. So I threw it out there. I said, huh, come on. Let's all of us as a family go move to this other state and see what we can do. But it's a big thing with it ain't no money over there. So like you say, we get to calculating. If I'm paying $600 a month and they paying me, say, $20 an hour, but I'm making $20 an hour in California or $22, and I'm paying $2,000 a month. Stands the reason. Come on now. I'm going to need you to figure it out. Yeah. Do the math. Make it make sense for you. There is money other places. There is, they're like, oh, but there ain't nothing to do over there. It's not this many black people that, I don't got to live with y'all. <laughs> I don't got to live with all with the excuses. black people. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, and she's just like, I don't know. But we get stuck in our ways. Yeah. And then some people, and we not talking about my sister no more because I don't want to think I'm talking yeah, about yeah, her because yeah. she going to not feed me tonight. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we have some people who just don't see it if they haven't seen it. There's no vision. None. Or very low vision. None vision. Hello. Yeah. You got to see it. You better, hmm. I'm a self-visionary. There we go. I'm going to just well, say it. I mean, that's that's the, that, and that's the difference. Now, there are some people, and I know them, that can make you see their vision. Oh, yeah. But 
I'm not about to talk to everybody like that. Right. It's just my key people that I wanted to understand, and they don't, exactly. so I'm going to have to move forward alone. Mm -hmm. And then everybody will say, well, why you didn't tell me? Then they're going to get the one to come right then. I'll be like, mm -mm, you wasn't over there when I was starving. See, and, and then that's, <laughs> that's my other question. So what do you do? What do it's you do hard. when they do come back and say, oh, I see now? Do you just welcome them into the I think it okay. should be some kind so of a... That's uh, crazy because I'm, I'm, if I can use my little cousin, Michael Crabtree. For example, right? right? So Michael is some years, like maybe 14 years, my junior. Um, so when he got drafted into the NFL, we mm -hmm. have been watching him for years play Texas Tech and all that. So mm -hmm. I followed him. So when he came here, I hadn't been around him, around him a lot. So he happened to be reminded of who I am. I'm, a, I'm your big cousin. Yeah. Right? So, you know, he got all this money now. He drafted. He playing for the Niners. They paying him. Right? He doing his thing. He getting money, yeah. I'm the type of person where I don't want to jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. I appreciate the sweets for the games and, you know, the dinners afterwards, but it's my family that I'm so excited about seeing. But I can tell you, I watched people that hadn't even seen him as a child or even his daddy for that sake mm. won't autograph jerseys. Oh, you're going to give me some tickets. Give me some tickets. to the You don't just get the accent. And he's, what I love about him, he's so humble, yeah. right? If you're a family, you're a family. You feel me? So you come through, you family, you family. But I ain't going to be giving up all this and that. I'm going to treat you like family. You're going to eat with us. Because it still costs him. It still costs him. Y'all yeah. think he's just getting it for free. And they I use him for free. as an example because you people that don't want to come with you in the struggle, they ain't out there shooting you with you in the gym. Yeah. Soon as you get on... They want to be there. Yeah, and he, for me, was the prime example. I watched it. You feel me? But, I mean, you got those rider dies that's been there day one. They in yeah. there. And he deals with family like that. If you're a family, I'm treating you like family. Oh, yeah, you come to Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, you can eat with us. But I ain't going to go in my pocketbook. And get nothing. Get to buy you jerseys so you can get them autographed. Come on now. And make money off of and it. And make money not off of it. You not going hold that. Yeah, me, I hold mine. I, I just told him you going to quit switching teams because I ain't buying no more jerseys. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm going to wear my Crabtree jersey on Sunday to somebody's 49er party because I don't like them. They have one here. Are they? Well, I'm going to have it on. They have one I'm going to have it on. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. I mean, that's your family. <laughs> that's your family. Uh, that's, that's my thing. I just don't. I don't think. It sounds callous for me to say. Right. It's just. Why? Why would I invite you in to make money when you didn't? When I wasn't making you, and then you can't tell me one time you watched me do anything as I'm playing in school. You know, yeah. we were yeah. faithful. My mom before she passed, faithful watching his games when they when they played on TV. Yeah. My nephew, you know, faithful in that. And it wasn't because oh he might be a star one day. We have some up and coming athletes that are their parents are from the heart of Richmond, and I'm watching these babies get these draft notices, and it's a good feeling to me because I, so. I watched this one mom work her behind off to make right. sure her son stayed out of Richmond streets with all the chaos. That baby worked his way to the top. He getting draft notices everywhere. Right. It's his time. And what I love about that is she's a black mom that did what she had to do to get her son where he is going now. Because what's four years for you, you ain't got to yeah. chase it. We got to put that work in there. But if it's already your destiny, you ain't got to chase it. It's coming. Especially if you believe it. Oh, that's my the, that's You got to believe. Yeah, the people don't believe. That's, what's, believe. That, that's, a, that's a sad thing that people, there's certain people that don't even believe they're worth anything. 
Like you can you could tell how you know how they how they move, how they talk. Oh yeah. I mean I used to talk the same way. Like, oh yeah, uh you you look just like your mama. I'm like, yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I look like a woman. So everything I say used to be like a negative right. thing on myself. Like, well, yeah, yeah. No, you look good in that. You look good. Ah, uh, yeah, but if I take these off, I look like a You know what? <laughs> look like a melted uh chocolate stick or some <laughs> drumstick. You don't want to see this. Yeah, I you mean. was your own problem. Yeah, I was my worst <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's changing now. I mean, it ain't different, but it's changing. Right. It's, and that's all I can hope for. It's, right. But um, like that you wonderful said, thing called growth. Growth. Yeah. And most we people don't have it. We all have an they, issue that we don't know about. We don't realize it at first. Yeah. And, and, and you think the problem is something else because you keep having these problems, mm-hmm. but you keep having these problems. <laughs> so, again, did you see the thing I posted on Instagram? It's a meme and it says... I'm changing me because I know I am a problem. Mm, mm. See, and the stuff like that, people don't get. They're like, oh, you reading? You you don't even reread that. Read yeah. that again for me. Say it out loud. I'm changing me because I know I am a problem. So when people give me, they give me questions like, well, how did you do this? Well, I'm going to just be specific. Well, how did your marriage end? Well, let's just say this. I had a problem with some things that were being done. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So I started to feel like, oh, since you're doing this, I'm going to make you feel like I'm yeah, I'm doing this, right? So I became a problem in my own marriage, too, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to take the responsibility of it failing, but I contributed to it because I didn't have to play that game. Yeah, no, I could have said, you know what? It's going to work itself out. We're going to figure it out or we not. But I wanted you to feel some type of way. About what he was doing. It's, yeah. I mean, it's a natural effect. That's what everything is. And I tell people, I am my problem. My own problem at times. I tell people all the time, let's stop being our own stumbling blocks. We, as women, I'm going to say that first, we have to learn to stop being so controlled. Because we want, I, I'm a Virgo. And I promise people don't believe in the zodiac sign. If you don't, I'm, I just read mine because it just be hitting right on the money, right? All us Virgos act like it's just in us. We... I used to be dramatic as a kid. I used to be a liar. I just grew up out of that. Because yeah. I'm like, that's not no good. But I still know him. My daughter. I dealt with her just being a lying little cat for years. I'm like, when you gonna stop? You know I know you're lying. But it's just, <laughs> it was the trait. Every little thing hurt her feelings. Mm. You know, uh, my, my little daughter, I'm, I don't like to call her my stepdaughter, but my inherited daughter from uh-huh. the marriage. Virgo. So mind you, I got three Virgos in one house. Oh, Everybody... The two kids just lying. They dramatic. As soon as I tell her to go clean up her room, she crying. So here come daddy playing captain, save a crybaby. Wow. Then you got the teenager one. She can't lie to tell the truth to save her life because she's trying to take my dollar to buy a blunt. I ain't going to do it. I lost my bus pass. Can you give me? No, you didn't. You're trying to buy a swisher with my dollar. No. Walk to school. <laughs> Walk to school. It's, and it's not just that. It's like I had to learn on the job. I couldn't be so defensive all the time. Mm. You have to be able to take uh, constructive criticism. Forgive yeah. my words. Just because it's constructive, you don't got to be sarcastic about it. So I was one of the ones, I'm, all, I'm on the defense. Don't talk to me like that. I don't like that. Mm. And then I learned, oh, I can't talk to the bosses like that. Girl, you're going to be a problem. For yourself. Well, because they'll get rid of you. Because they will get not, rid of you. Yeah. And now I'm over here with my depression and anxiety because I ain't contributing to the household. See, that's why I say oh, my whole thing go back to depression and anxiety because everything in life, all aspects. Yeah. It, it it evolves, and it includes some of it. When does the excuses stop? How how do you come to terms mm-hmm. and then stop 
doing excuses because there's a lot of people, that's what they do. Yep. They was like, well, my mama left me. My yep. mama did it. My sister did it. And it's like, yeah, but they didn't put the, the crack to your mouth. They didn't They nope. didn't send you the, why are you taking these Molly pills? They, they, mm-hmm. So when, when did, how did you reach that point where you said, ah, this is, this is silly? When I realized, because I say people do it, we're ignorant. And people think when you call them ignorant, you call them stupid. Ignorant is really, you don't know, you're not aware. So you're ignorant to the fact of things. So when I became knowledgeable and I realized that I was being my own stumbling block. Mm. Because it's why you have it. If you're not happy in your job, stop making excuses for this job because you're comfortable. Come about that comfort zone. Okay, so I need this certification or I need this experience for this job. Let me go over here and do some more schooling. Let me go over here and work a little bit longer here and take that that's negative that they're giving me so I can build my experience so my Turn resume looks positive. better. Yep. Turn it into a positive. So you. now I get, I got to change me for everything for me to change. Nothing changes if nothing changes. That's so true. I stopped wanting to be a problem for my own self. Not just in my marriage or my parenting, but in my friendships. Because I had to learn too. I got to learn to be okay with not being invited. Because, you know, when you got the best friend and then she got an extra friend and the extra friend might not like you, so now you can't come to the party. And, you know, I'm like, shoot, I'll be cute. I'm the life of the party, but they don't want (laughs) We got to learn to not be so emotional about everything around us. So I stop making excuses and stop making excuses for people. That's that's the that's the thing. Hey, when you said that, that's that made sense because everybody something go on, they be like, "Oh, why you didn't go? Why you wasn't there? Like nobody invited me." Nah, you know you could just show up and da da I'm like, man, you, I know when that. you when you need some money, you know how to call me. When you need help, when you need help moving, when you want this dirt moved, you call me. Why mm-hmm. you just can't call me to say, you know, invite? Now I ain't really emotional about it. I'm just. Just, you feel some type of way. Just aware. The right? human nature feels some type of way. Because now you become more aware of the things they invite you to and the things you don't get invited to. Yeah. And in my head, I'm going, I'm the same all the time. So y'all can go kick it over here. But then when y'all want to do this over here, because you, so you only see me on this level. You have to pay attention to what people don't say as well. Yeah. What people don't do. Because that speaks louder usually than the words do. They're like, I didn't. I, oh, I didn't. And then they'll tell you, I didn't even think of you. I didn't even think how you didn't think that's my point. But when you was talking about me, you was thinking of I was heavy on your mind. So now my mom used to always say, don't let them see you sweat. Give them something. If you're going to give them something to talk about, give them something real to talk about. Because people will hate you for how other people love you. So I found that Mm. out, too. When I wasn't getting invited for some stuff, it was because they didn't like how the other friend was loving me because I was just me. So I'm okay with you not liking me because I love me enough for everybody. That's crazy. And we're going to start making excuses for people. So I listen to, they have a lot of these um, sessions with the mothers that have lost their kids. Mm. And a lot of have, you know, senseless um, deaths and stuff like that. And some parents enable their kids. And then you're crying. We are understanding the hurt of it. And what I'm saying, we got to start making excuses for people. When you created the problem or helped doing it, and you don't want to admit it, stop making an excuse for That's you a problem. Yeah. and them. When you allow your kids to go to school and these schools get to sending you all these truancy notices and stuff like and you know your kids ain't at school, stop making excuses for you and your child. 
when you are not doing what you're supposed to do on the job. Yeah, stop buying them Jordans and, and doing the stuff that you ain't supposed to be doing. I, I'm not going to say nothing because you can spend your money how you want, but my kids didn't get it when they weren't doing what they were supposed to. Well, because I mean, I'm just gonna raise a cute dummy. I was gonna say you set them up for failure. And then when I when I leave here, you got them Jordan, but you ain't got nothing else to fall back on. And you ain't learned nothing. And you so ain't learned nothing. But I'm gonna make an excuse for my child because I enabled them. It starts with self. I I quit looking outside. I'm looking in the mirror and be like, okay, Kyoka, you know you flawed. Baby, you gotta work on that. You don't have to say something every time you think it. Yeah. I'm gonna just. I just learned to be quiet. <laughs> I didn't stop doing that. Well, because what I thought, what I, let me tell you what I thought I was doing. Mm-hmm. What I thought I was doing was giving people the truth. Oh. People don't. Want the truth. Yeah. And they, that's not the, even the truth that they think that. So it's a person who can't even pay some of their bills and doing this and, you know, doing all these other things. And you tell them, well, Stop buying these red bottom shoes. Stop buying all of this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know me like that. You, you, I do know. You borrowing three hundred dollars from me so you can make this payment, but nigga, stop buying these three hundred dollar so you can make purse. that payment. So you can make the payment. So yeah, like you say, even <laughs> make it make sense. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that, 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 and that's crazy because some people's truth is not the truth. It's all. Like, and that's where we have to. And I said it all the time. I have to be okay with you being who you are. We get a lot of, we want to, and we get in these relationships, that's what we do. I, I'm not a person, I'm not going to force you to do anything. I'm going to give you. I'm not going to lay down, oh, I expect you to do this, because that facade is there. Yeah. People, for the surface, you're going you're gonna to pretend to be who you think I want you to be. So I'm going to show you how to love me and how to treat me. And eventually, if you don't get it together, okay, I'm I'm, a, I'm, I'm extra stage left. And when you get it together and start to realize that, you want to give me what I what I require because what I require I can reciprocate. Yeah. Right. When you decide you want to do that, I'll tell everybody a trying man and woman is everything. Let me see it because again everybody hasn't been taught how to love. Everybody hasn't been taught how to be a friend. Nope. I have a friend right now, love her to death. She crazy in the best book, but she has me and this one other friend. And we used to be like not friends altogether, mm. separate friends. But now we become a circle. We like the three months of tears in gotcha. sense, right? Me and the other friend, the the outsider friend to me, we're stronger in a sense. So the other friend, the middle uh, friend, she would say, I'm just not as good as friend as y'all. Work on it. Yeah. Work on it. You said it. You, you said, said it. your own thing. So you so know it. You know. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's getting better with some things. But I have to allow you to be who you are. I can't press stuff up on you. Nah, nah. Because then it's not genuine. And me, I want the real. Forget yeah, the Yeah, because then they act a certain way. Then you act a certain way. Yeah, no, and and what I love about us, we're going to tell the raw, uncut truth to everybody. But if I press upon you, you don't give me the real. If I'm too emotional and sensitive, you're going to be like, I don't feel like hurting her feelings because it's going to be all this other stuff. Now she's going to play victim. and Good. Now I'm the enemy. You feel me? That's me with my kids. Then I look at that. I'm like, oh, my God. I can't tell him because now he's going to want to play good parent. I'm the bad parent. I ain't going to do it. You just going to be, the, we going to be parents, and you're going to do your thing, and I'm going to do mine. We're going to come together and meet. Man. We can agree to disagree, right? We should be able to, but everybody can't do that. So, again, we got to let people be who they are. Because if you don't, you don't get them. 
don't people want, ain't, people I don't ain't want doing that, that other you. I don't know that you. People I don't know. ain't doing that. They people, don't do it. Yeah, they 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 give. I know a couple dudes that that do what they think the people want, and women. That's probably more women that I know that do it than men, but. Man, and, 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 and men are just eat, men, men are better at concealing it. Oh, maybe that is. It. So the, we were talking about some of the suicide thoughts and stuff earlier. Remember, mm. so you get these people, and I, I use relationships because I get a lot of questions about relationships. So you get these relationships, and then now it's falling apart because you're not standing up being the man you said you was gonna be, and this woman that allowed you to sit around and try to get it together because you keep trying but it don't never come together right so eventually she gets tired and now she's done pulled away all strings detached so now she gone you're doing you you over here trying to have so you have a suicide thoughts you didn't talk to people about it you going crazy but you as a man were taught that it's not okay to be vulnerable in front of others it's not okay to cry so y'all hiding more mm. and now that depression and anxiety just keep building up building up building up right Women, we just like hard on our sleeves. Yeah. We just wear like you. We writing ten page letters and stuff in the text messages. Text. Oh, <laughs> he go and it's and it's show. It's that thing that says she pretend, He pretends not to care, and she pretends not to miss him. Mm. That doesn't work. That the ego gotta die. How can it work? So men have this real strong facade. Oh, it's big for men because you were taught most of them. Not okay to cry. Not okay to be vulnerable. We got to be hard. I'm the man. Yeah. I'm not a man if I'm soft. Every man, I believe, is looking for a soft place to lay his head and where he can expose his fears. Women. I believe that. Are just more. What do you call that? They more. Uh, they exhibit it more. It's it's easier for us to be emotional. We yeah, good at crying. Because some of us just want to be baby. There ain't nothing wrong with you. Yeah. You're dramatic. Like I told you, my Virgo girls, dramatic. They're going to cry for everything. Now you're going to feel bad. You're going to well, give me what I want. That's rarely. That's what, yeah, that's what they think. That, and, and that's the other thing that I stopped doing. I stopped. So <laughs> I stopped feeding it. I, well, it's me, though, but I stopped feeding into it. They like, so I ain't going to say names, but there's. Then we don't tell no names because then they're going to cuss us out later. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's the truth. Because I, I've told, I told them right. to their faces. So what happened was, uh, so you say, yeah, um, man, this girl need clothes. My, you know, my baby need clothes. I don't know what to do. I don't know how I'm gonna get this. And uh, uh, I'm a problem solver. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I got this. I got that. I can do this. Mm-hmm. And I had to step back. I can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't offer what you really never asked for. They don't really ask for it. They just Put this problem in your lap and mm-hmm. say. Especially if they know my friend is a problem solver. Mm, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because we wonder why sometimes God don't bless us with some stuff. Because mm. we always want to be a problem solver. You can't. Everybody deserves to be saved, but you can't save everybody. I Again, everybody I can't go where you're going and stop trying to take them. But it's funny because. I used to always like, oh, you ever say, Lord, can I just win the lottery? I'm going to show you. I don't know. I know how to act. But I figured God didn't bless me with a lot of things because I was too busy trying to take people with me that he wasn't ready to bless. Because mm. everybody can't get a million dollars. Everybody, no. Everybody can't get $10,000. You ain't going to know how to act. Before you know it, it's gone. Now you're crazy again. But we can't always be the problem solver. Yeah. 
And I'm that too. That's why we say, I say I'm a giver rather than a taker because you can't be lacking. And I used to be like that all the time. I knew you was lacking something and I knew you messed off your money, but I don't want you to suffer. Oh yeah. I had to back about that thing too. I'm still a giver over a taker, but I'm not about to be your rescue. No. All the time. Your crutch. I'm I'm not going to be your your crutch. Because I'm handicapping you. And you are. I'm handicapping you. that's true. Because now it's like you never did have to get up and get out and do something. Right. Because somebody always taking care of you. Because my friend got it. Yeah. Oh, I'm over here. And that's just like with with these friends. Well, not just friendship, but the relationship. People get married for financial reasons. Yeah, I don't like that. I'm confused. So that's where we go back to people are not loving. They're surviving. Because a lot of people were born and raised into a survival. So that's how... That's all they know. And and I, I, I'm dealing with a situation right now where I'm watching a person, we talk about not think that much of their self. Mm. Don't believe that you're more than that. So I'm dealing with a person, uh, early 50s. And at that age, you think, got it all. you got to know you're yeah. worth more than that. But because this person all of their life has given to everybody else, I only got them phone calls when it was something needed. I need you to handle this. I need you to do this. Oh, I don't have no money. Can you can you pay my rent? You know, that type of stuff. Yeah. But was always given the bottom of the barrel, right? So now in this new chapter in their life, when they run into people that loves them genuinely for them, they don't know how to accept it. It just don't feel right. Yeah. So you know how a person can do good for so long and then all of a sudden they go back because that's all I know? Yeah. And I'm steady saying, you got to free yourself from bondage. But check this out. I can't drag you to the water, push your head in there, and make you drink. No, that's assault. But I'm going to keep being that unconditional friend. You should be. I'm going to keep telling you you're worth more than they sell you. I'm going to keep telling you, you know, you can do better. I'm bring, I'm just not going to be like, oh, hey, I know you know better than that. Mm. No, there's ways of doing stuff. Because oh. people are more receptive to certain things. Somebody yeah. will be just be like, you know you're better than that. You're like, you know what? I am. But other people, you got to be like. Yeah, because you can't so, say stuff. Yeah, you can't. Sometimes you just got to put it out there and be like, oh, you know what? They, they This is opening up for this. Ooh, mm-hmm. it's a 500 slide. Oh, you better hurry up. It just starts. You might get in there at 20. Yeah. It's just crazy that. Like, didn't you say you wanted to paint one didn't day? Didn't you say Yeah, it? dude. Go paint. Go do. Be you. Be a better you. Be a better you. I don't even think the person sees it. The person is becoming, they're separating themselves from all those takers. So they're weeding them out. I don't even think the person sees it themselves. I see it because yeah. I'm listening to the conversations now. And then I'm hearing, I thought about this because I want to do this. So now they're thinking wow. a little more. That's huge. And it's not, it's not, oh, I know I can't. I'm not hearing the I can't no more because I'm fine on, I'm big on, I can't don't exist in this vocabulary yeah, yeah, or yeah. in this conversation because you can do whatever you put your mind to. So now I'm seeing, and you know, I, like I say, being around a new circle of people that are about more than just taking. That's the. I think that's the key, really. Yes. If, 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 if you're around a bunch of takers, how are you gonna get anything? Where are you gonna get from? Yeah. You're too busy giving people the shoes off your feet, and now you ain't got nothing to wear. Your socks got holes in them because you just. Get and it. ain't nobody. And then when they when they come up, they leveling up financially. You sitting over here in the struggle. 
too proud to say something. Ain't nobody won't feed you. They got the boosters, and you can't even get them to get they booters still nothing for you to wear. Yeah, but I'm gonna give you my shoes off my feet because somebody just bought me as a Christmas present. Come on now, and we gotta they, do better. The first thing they say is. Well, you didn't say nothing. You didn't say nothing. You didn't say you needed nothing. Well, did you say you needed it? You just was like, uh, I gotta get some stuff to, together for this over here, and I automatically start thinking because up. I'm the yeah. I'm 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 the problem solver. I start yeah. thinking, well, how can they get this together to make that happen? Because I want this to happen, yeah. Making more problems for myself. I ain't got time. I don't need it. Yeah, that's that's the thing. When is a when is another uh, when y'all doing another workshop? Another second. So the next one is gonna be. Um, it's going to be themed fear. And it's going to talk about all aspects of it. And we're working on the date right now. We just got to get some um, some collaboration together. And uh, more than likely, it'll still be Veterans Hall right here yeah. at 968 23rd Street in the heart of Richmond, California. Um, and so I'm just putting the dates together. We, Like I said, we were together yesterday in a session and we're talking about some stuff. And it's crazy because while we're talking about everything about everybody else, we're going through some of that same mm. stuff ourselves. And that's why I always be like, we. Yeah. I ain't singling me out. I said, I ain't. Not I am not. I yeah. ain't singling me out. Okay? Because <laughs> I am here, and I'm bold with it, and I got struggles like everybody else. So we're going to talk about this thing, fear. Mm. And I told you earlier, I said, I used to believe that money was the root of all evil. No. I am adamant in my belief that fear is the root of all evil. Fear will stop you from getting money. That what we used to think was the root of all evil. Yeah. Fear will stop you from having a better life, being healthier. I hear people all the time, I don't want to go to the gym. They're going to be watching me and I'm fat. Well, I'm fat too. And when I was going down to my dance classes, you know, the, the trainer there, he oh, would video. Y'all know I don't care. Everything, well, I don't care. I'm going to shake it on off. That's just me. So some people are not as strong as me. So we need to be an advocate for people that don't have it in them. Yeah. Help pull them out sometimes. Sometimes you got to physically be hands on. And lend them your strength. And lend them your yeah. strength. And it's the hardest thing for me to do is lend it to other people when I'm struggling. But I'm going to do it anyway. Because when I woke up this morning, I said I was fine. Got off my bus. I'm like, oh, let me throw my little shoes on. Because I got on flip-flops on the bus this mm. morning, right? <laughs> like, let me throw my shoes on. I got to hurry up and get here. Phone call came through. Ten minutes later, I was like, oh, I can't take it no more. I'm about to quit. I'm just about to I, I catch myself. No, you ain't. We ain't quitting. We ain't giving up. We ain't giving in. I say bring myself back together because I got it's a purpose here, so I can't let that die. So it's going to be about fear, you guys the fear of the unknown, fear of change, yeah. fear of just even when you know the outcome. Say, somebody say, Okay, we got this check written out for you, right? Go ahead, this check is written out for you, it's about to be deposited in your account in 72 hours. I'm one of the people, I ain't doing it to my eggs hatch. I need to see my check in my hand, yeah, they cash it. Because they may hold it and I done went and bought something. Even when you can see some stuff lied out for you, we're still fearful of it. Yeah. And it's attacking us in all ways, in all aspects of life. And that fear brings about, again, anxiety and depression. Anxiety and depression. You can't run from it. People with all the money in the world, you wake up, your bank account say $200 million. 
But them kids acting a fool, and you high off this, you playing with your nose, or you sticking needles in your arm, or you got diabetes, and you got to stick yourself every day with a needle, or you're pregnant, and you're going through some stuff, you don't know how that's going to come out, so you anxious and nervous, because you're trying to have a baby for how many years, and you finally get pregnant, you and you got to go through all this turmoil to get it, then you finally get your man you've been begging for, and I tell everybody, slow down on the relationship, take your time, because <laughs> you get the man you've been begging for, and when you get over there, he look good. But he ain't good for you. Or she come in. Oh, you want the finest little Coke bottle shape there is. But she can't cook, don't clean up. And, and ain't trying. Ain't trying. <laughs> so you better slow down. Yeah, to know what you really want. Right. Just take your time. I tell everybody, stop rushing our time. So this year in 2020, me too. I'm, I'm in a rush to get up and go. Because I'm just ready to see what's going to happen. Yeah. Every day I'm saying, Kyoko, slow down. Don't just get a plane ticket and ship your car to Texas and go right now. Because I'm ready to go. Yeah. Right? Slow down. Stop rushing the time because you are blocking what God has in store for you. We didn't make it into 2020 just to rush through this life because there's a purpose we're here. Some didn't make it, right? So they yeah. served their purpose. He was done with them. I, hmm, he ain't done with me until I'm like 115. Okay? <laughs> I'm changing my own diapers. Forget that. <laughs> Stop yeah. rushing the time, you guys. We got to slow it down. If I hadn't got to 2020, we wouldn't be sitting here. It wouldn't happen. It can't happen. Hey, this is my first podcast. I feel special. <laughs> 2020 is the year. It it's mine. Last, it won't be the last. It, it's my well, year. you said that she's doing, the other lady is doing a podcast. She has podcasts. You guys, look up Kashinda Wilson. She's Cash the Motivator. She's on Instagram and Facebook. Um, on Instagram, I think she's only one cash. And it's uh, Facebook. She's Cash and Motivated. She does a, a blog every morning. Mm. She has a lot going on. Listen to her. She's the average woman with the average things going on in life. But she's positive and she's extraordinary in her beliefs. But she doesn't only just talk it. She walking that walk. Yeah. She's, she was my dad's coach, and I'm talking about, you know, us big girls. They be like, oh, yeah, okay. No, she getting it. I used to pray to God her knees would start hurting. You know, I'm like, because I'm tired. Can you Slow make her knees? Slow yeah. yourself. But she's wonderful. You know what I mean? She's an extraordinary black woman. Yeah. She making moves. She traveling. She, That's good. They have a seminar this weekend for couples, singles, love, marriage, divorce. Just love all, because we find a love. Oh, yeah. I don't care. It's going to be, leave, I believe it's in Oakland. So it's through Eventbrite's. And you can look it up. It's called Blazers and Stilettos. Mm. I believe the tickets are thirty dollars. But okay. Blazers and Stilettos through Eventbrite, and it is tomorrow. Uh, today Friday. Oh, today oh Friday. see, little anxiety, and I even forgot the dates. I don't got to work tomorrow. Thank God, Jesus. Yeah. So tomorrow, Saturday, February the first, Blazers and Stilettos Eventbrite. Well, this, and it's this, gonna be dynamic. Yeah, this ain't gonna be. This is fourteenth. This is gonna. Oh be, uh, Jesus! You let me forget that. The, uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah, show. okay, forget it. Well, just remember, cash the motivator. Yeah, yeah, because she's going to have more up. than that. Because, yeah. uh, like I said, if, if, you, if this is something you like, uh, I can show you how to do whatever you need to do. It can happen. Can Anything happen. can happen. I, and, I like uh, this because I like to talk anyway. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. You could do it like a little 30-minute one, upload upload every week. So you get out of church and be like, oh, the word was this or the word was that. Or you can do it Saturday night. Right. You can do it whenever you want to do right. it. Every week. And then, you know, get sponsors or if you get that many people then mm-hmm. somebody will reach out to you and be like you want to monetize it and then you oh, get okay. you get money you just you have to say like hey today we eating crispy crunchy chicken 
gotta say something. But oh, it ain't wrong because I like that chicken, y'all. Yeah. I don't know what they talk about. KFC went out the door when that gas station chicken hit. The gas okay. station chicken, that's what they call it too. Oh, they got that. <laughs> the try that sweet and sour. Them wings, they got sweet and sour at Krispy Crunch. You gotta order it. Oh, I never. Oh, yeah, that's some good stuff. Finger looking good. You know, I never had it before. I said, hey. Because it irritated me that it's so many people feeding off black people. Yeah. That irritates me. The music, music. the dress. And, and that's crazy because we got white women wanting to look like us. And then we going out here to buy all this body to look like them. Ain't it crazy? The irony. But we got it naturally because black don't crack. I'm looking at them be 40 years old, and I'm 43, and I thank God I don't look like what I've been through. Because I, I, there's people that do. That's all I'm saying. There's <laughs> people that do. That's so. all I'm saying. Um, I don't have a lot to say but what I always say. So you can find me at 1976me on Instagram. I'm Kioker, K-E-Y-O-K-O-R, last name spelled C-A-L-L-I-N-S, on Facebook. Um, Instagram is an open page. Find me there. Talk to me. DM me. Instant message me. I'm always open to hear your opinions, your suggestions. You need some comfort. Let me lend you my voice. Let me be that ear to listen. I am a fine believer, you guys, that somebody in this world has what you need and somebody in this world needs what you have to offer. Don't block your blessings. Stop being your own stumbling block. Step out on faith, you guys. Go get your destiny on your power. That's the episode. How do you view you? Hit her up. If you need somebody to talk to, you don't kill yourself. That's Don't kill yourself. Don't kill yourself. No giving up, no giving in. Life is worth living. Trust me. There's life after divorce. There's life after death. There's life after job loss. There is life after disability. Do not give up. Do not give in. Boom. We out. I like that boom.